God writes straight with crooked lines. St. Teresa of Avila, great doctor of the church, is attributed for saying that God writes straight with crooked lines. Many of us have lived crooked lives. And yet God can do amazing things with us. Our first reading today and our second reading today speak of God's mercy. And those who write them know a lot about God's mercy. Our first reading from the book of Exodus is about Moses. When we think about Moses, we have to think about Moses parting the Red Sea, Moses in the burning bush and receiving the Ten Commandments. But let us not forget that Moses was a murderer, that he killed a man and buried him in the sands of Egypt. Our second reading, St. Paul's letter to Timothy. Paul, the great apostle. Paul, who has more books written by him in the New Testament than any other author. But Paul, who was involved in the martyrdom of the earliest of Christians, both of these men had blood on their hands. Both of these men lived very crooked lives. And clearly, God was able to write straight lines with their lives, with their conversion, and with their repentance. So what about us? I want you for a moment just to call to mind, please don't say it out loud, What are you most ashamed of in your life? What sin have you committed that you want no one to know about? What darkness and crookedness is part of your past or might be part of your life right now? Because God writes straight with crooked lines. And the reality is, is that many of us wake up every single day and we replay in our mind the fact that we are sinners, the fact that we've done wrong, the fact that we have a past. And every single day, we bombard ourselves with negativity, with shame, and with guilt. St. Paul says in our second reading today, Christ Jesus came into this world to save sinners. Of these I am the foremost. This is St. Paul, the super apostle, who is the foremost of sinners. As you know, Father Maine and I every second Friday, visit all the sick and shut-in in the county. Someone on Thursday calls all of them, and then Father Mayen and I make our way out. And it's a powerful experience to bring Holy Communion to those who would do anything to be where you're at right now.
This past Friday, I visited one of our sick and shut-in here in our parish. I've known her for more than eight and a half years. But of recent, she hasn't been able to come to Mass. She's in her late 90s. Amazing things happen when you sit around a kitchen table. As I entered her house, I sat down, and her and I began talking. And I said to her, I said, how long have you lived in this house? She said, Father, I was born in this house. And then a tear began to well up in her eye. She said, Father, in the 1930s, if you were a child born out of wedlock, you were the talk of the town. And you were judged. This 90-year-old woman clearly lives with burden and shame. A shame that technically isn't even hers. And how beautiful that her mother gave life. But how easy it was for others to judge her. Where are the wounds, where is the pain in your heart? And has the mercy of God been poured into that wound? Have you been found in that wound? Have you been found worthy? Has Christ entered into that wound and embraced you? Because that's what today's gospel passage invites us to realize. You see, my brothers and sisters, every single one of us has a past. And for the majority of us, we can admit that we've had crooked ways. And yet God wants to make them straight. And his mercy allows that to happen. But for you and I, we're here. But for so many others, they're not here. And you don't need another sermon from me telling you that our world is not on a trajectory where things are going to get better. We're clearly not in a place where America is turning the corner on morality and virtue and family and life. In fact, things are getting much worse, faster than ever. Which means what? Which means outside these walls, there are people who need to hear of mercy more than we could ever imagine. There are people who wake up every single day with guilt and shame and self-loathing and self-hatred and they know nothing of a merciful father. And in fact, they won't come into this church. For many of them, because we know their sins and they have felt judged and they have been judged unworthy. I always find that in Christianity, particularly in Catholicism, there's this very, very hard tension that we live in. We are called to live for perfection and for holiness. 
Jesus says, be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. We are called to live the Ten Commandments. We are called to live virtue. We are called to live grace. We are called to live for God. And if we don't, we know that it's sinful. And yet at the same time, we are supposed to be welcoming and inviting to those that are living lives of sin. And we are called to usher them in. Because Jesus ate with the sinners, the tax collectors, and the prostitutes. And he chose Moses and Paul, murderers, to do some of his greatest work. We, my brothers and sisters, have to encounter the mercy of God, and we need to go out and bring that mercy to others who live in isolation and need to know of God's mercy. It's hard for us to comprehend how much God loves us. It's hard for us to comprehend the mercy of our Father. I was on a retreat one time, and there was a beautiful woman who gave this testimony. And it changed my life. She had lived a very, very hard past a life of promiscuity, of lust. She carried with her many scars and wounds from her past. And at one point, she had a conversion, an awakening, and she allowed God to find her. And she was truly found. And like that coin, her worth was truly discovered as a daughter of God. And God embraced her as the prodigal father did. And she made her way to the confessional. And she found this really old, wise, sage priest to go to confession to. And she went to confession, she knelt down, and she confessed her sins, and she was crying. And she tells the story that in the middle of her confession, she just stopped and she said, I just don't understand how God can forgive me. I don't understand how God can forgive me. And the priest from the other side of the screen simply said, Forgive you. Forgive you. Our God is dancing right now. Our God is dancing right now because you are here. What is your biggest sin? Where were you when you were lost? Where were you when you were found? Where were you when you found worth in God and God found you worthy? And how many of us, of us know so, so many people that do not know this. That are longing to hear this. And if they don't hear it from us, who will they hear it from? God writes straight with crooked lines. And he wants to use you 
to help other people's lives become straight. This morning as I was celebrating the 7.30 a.m. Mass in St. Paul's, I began to think about St. Paul. The earliest of Christians, the earliest of Christians, would go to the catacombs and celebrate Mass over the tombs of the martyrs. The earliest of Christians venerated the bones and the relics and the tombs of the earliest of martyrs. And I thought for the first time, what would it have been like for St. Paul to go to the tomb of St. Stephen? Someone that he had killed and to celebrate Holy Mass. God writes straight with crooked lines. No wonder, he said, of these I am the foremost of sinners. But so are you and so am I. And that is why we must be found. We must be found worthy and we must be embraced by our merciful Father. And our world is dying, literally dying in sin for this message of mercy. So I invite you today to close your eyes. And I want to lead you on a very small and simple meditation. I want you to imagine yourself. You're in a field. And there's grass. And there's trees off in the distance. And the wind is blowing on your face. The grass is green, and the breeze is cool. And as you look around, you realize that you are alone. You are utterly alone. But then you notice someone in the distance. And although you're paralyzed and you cannot move, they keep walking towards you. There's a staff in their hand. It's a shepherd. You can't make out what he's saying, but you hear him calling out at you. You see his face, and it's Jesus. And he says, I found you. I found you. And he says, you are worthy. You are worth so much to me. And he bends down. And he embraces you. As he holds you tight, you feel his love and his mercy, and you are found. 
And as he begins to let go, you realize the only reason that he has let go is because he is dancing. He is dancing with abandon because he is rejoicing. And your guilt and your shame and your hurt and your past at that moment are gone. God writes straight with crooked lines. And God's mercy, which endures forever, is for you, for Moses, for St. Paul, and for me. It's our identity, and it's our hope. Let's pray for the grace to share this mercy with the Lord, with the world, with those not with us today. And in doing so, may God in their life write straight with crooked lines.